Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So turn your mic on. We've got enough mic problems without you having your mic on. <laughs> all right, there we go. Big mistake by having the press at 10.15 for the simple <laughs> reason that no... People who cover the Vikings can be there at 10.15. The Vikers have their press stuff at 11 o'clock. That's the question yeah. I think everybody has out there, Dave. <laughs> so, you know, listener, let me just straighten it out quickly. I, I quickly can't for, come to that. Okay, let's talk so, some so basketball. I was here yesterday, yeah. and, and what they've done <laughs> is, is they've opened up before practice instead of after practice, Gerson. That's just a semantic, but we'll move yeah. past we'll that. We'll get that off. I was just talking about talking to Rob Covington yesterday, and he, he said he worked on shooting threes uh, all off season, and, and all those guys have. Have you seen a lot of improvement from people because they're going to be asked to do that? Yeah, no, that's a great that's a great perspective. I, I think the focus for us has been let's shoot the right shots and let's build confidence that way. And when we get the right guys in the right situations, we're going to get the results we want, which is made shots and a very strong offense. So not only he, but the rest of the group have really focused on it, not only in the offseason, but in training camp. So, you know, as we try to change our philosophy and try to change the way we play, that's a big part of it. Gerson, what have you seen that you liked in the preseason? What, what does the team still need to work on? When you're doing something like what we're doing, when you're building an identity on both ends of the floor, it's going to take time and effort. And I, I like that our guys have made a commitment to what we're doing. But this is going to be a process for us as we identify ourselves on offense, identify ourselves on defense. I think we have toughness. I think we have physicality. I think we have intensity. We just got to bring it together. We've had games where we've been good offensively. We've had a couple games where we've been good defensively. We got to put those together. But our top guys are committed to what we're doing. I, I like that we're growing and developing. The offense takes time and rhythm, and that you have to get enough repetitions to really have a good chemistry as a group. And defensively, we just got to you got to be more committed to it. I think our guys have the right game plan. But as we pare down the lineup and as we pare down rotations now as we go into the regular season, I think you're going to see a stronger sense of who we can be. How do you think Wiggins is playing so far? Uh, he, you know, he's had, he's had an up-and-down training camp preseason. Uh, but I'll tell you, the guy's working hard to make sure that he can do whatever he can to help us. He's been committed. We've asked him to do a lot of things in terms of developing and changing his game. And Every day he's, you know, he's given us his best in terms of what he's working on. You know, like everybody, I wish it would happen overnight, but it doesn't happen overnight. And our hope is that during this season he's playing his best basketball because that's what's going to give us our chance to be successful. Gerson, I watched him uh, a lot in this preseason and uh, in practices as well. He's working a lot on becoming a better shooter. Uh, is there a theory out there that if you take uh, 300 shots a day or something like that with him, because he just flat out, he's trying to take that next step and become a more pure shooter, a more consistent shooter from three-point line? Yeah, no, and, and that's important. Like, we put a lot of philosophy into not only what shot do you shoot, but how do you shoot it? You know, a lot of it is get, uh, players overall are better shooters and then catch and shoot opportunities. Sometimes when you go off the dribble, that makes it hard. So our offense tries to create as many opportunities 
uh, catch and shoot, not only for Wig, but for all our other wings, because those are higher value shots. And he's put a lot of work into it. Our wings have put a lot of work into it. But our ability to play fast, to space the floor, and to play through catch gives us an opportunity to have high value shots. And we're trying to get him and the rest of our wings more comfortable with those shots or either attacking the basket. We want to have a balance of both so we can be a productive offense. Kristen, you mentioned rotation a couple of times. Have you and the coach had a chance to talk about how deep that rotation is going to be? And tell us what you can about backup point guard. We're all familiar with Teague. What happens after Teague? Um, yeah, we've had, a you know, over the last week, 10 days, a lot of what we've done in preseason games have been with, you know, the rotations in mind and how, you know, how we rotate offensively, how we rotate defensively to make sure we've got the best lineups on the floor. So we've experimented with a lot of different things there. We had a scrimmage yesterday um, in, you know, in practice where we focus on that even more. Um, but, you know, point guard is our, our biggest position of, of, uh, of work that we have to do. We're, we're confident that Jeff is going to have a, a good year and he's going to be strong and, you know, as he works through training camp and preseason. Shabazz Napier has been a very good surprise for us this summer, a guy that can run our offense and that can make shots. And then I think you're going to see a lot of Jared Culver there. I think his ability to be a playmaker and to be a point guard and to make do some things that you know other playmaking wings can do allows us to put our best players on the floor together. Any surprise so far about the free agents you signed? Uh, you know, we've been very impressed with Jake Lehman, uh, Noah Vonley, our guys that we, we came in hoping that they would take steps forward, and they've done just that. Travion Graham was a Trey, but he was a big surprise for us and a guy that's really fighting hard to be part of that starting lineup. Uh, and then Shabazz, I think those group of, of four players, along with um, with Jared Culver, um, have really impressed us over the last six weeks now that we're practicing and getting ready for the regular season. So it's been good. We've, you know, we found young guys with upside that are good uh, potential system fits, and they're fitting in well. Gerson, appreciate it very much. Thanks so much for giving us some time, Sid. My you pleasure, think, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, no, you, you, get a Murray, <laughs> you get some Murray certificate. That's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> for appearing on this I show, you get some Murray certificate. There, I got it for you, Gerson. We're good. Hey, Gerson, before we let you go, I just, I had one, one more quick question. Talk about, if you would, a little bit about Naz Reed, somebody that we, I mean, came almost out of nowhere and apparently caught the, the eye of some people. You know what? He's a very talented young man who we're very, very excited about. I'm a big believer in, in full-term development, and he's a guy who, between our staff and our coaches, we want to keep him up on our NBA roster. Um, but we're going to be shuffling him back from the NBA sure. to the G League because we really need him to play and develop. But talent-wise, I mean, the guy has got special talent. Uh, offensively, he's got unbelievable hands, unbelievable feet, can play inside, can play outside, is a playmaker. Uh, but defensively, we have to help him grow and develop. And he's a great kid. He's working hard. Uh, he's a guy that I hope as we grow and develop is going to be a big part of our future. Okay, thanks, Sid. Harrison Russes, I'll be at your game next Sunday. Tell the, your PR guy. <laughs> I got save, you. Save my seat. Save your seat and make sure he gets that free meal. Remember, those 1030 uh, media availability. Look at that Her again. Okay? We're, we'll study that closely, Sid. <laughs> Thanks, Gerson. Go ahead, Sid. Yeah. We'll get you the Marines. Yeah, we'll get you. Adrian Heath up next from the Minnesota United. You're listening to the Sports Huddle. Welcome back, Sports Huddle. Talk about a big 
weekend, some big fall in Minnesota sports. David, instead, every time you turn around, there's another big game. And some that we anticipate, some we didn't. Uh, Minnesota United playing in the playoffs tonight, and uh, they'll be sold out. Yesterday it was sold out with St. Thomas and uh, and St. John's, of course. Gary Foshing will join us a little bit later, St. John's coach. But Adrian Heath is coach of the Minnesota United. First of all, congratulations. Second of all, coach, give me a, give me a turf update because the big concern going into this weekend was if they played football on Saturday and football on Sunday, what would the turf be like? Do you, do you have any idea? Did it endure pretty well yesterday? I think the groundsman was pretty happy with it. You know, obviously, you, you, the weather was kind to us. with a nice, sunny, dry day with a bit of wind, so drying everything out. So, hopefully, we'll be okay. You know, it obviously wasn't ideal, but it was a situation that, you know, ended up being what it was, and we've got to get on with it now. It's going to be the same for both teams, so no excuse. And um, let's get, get ready to play. You know, Adrian, that, there was a quote in the paper this morning, pretty much to what you just said. Uh, people talk a lot about the turf issues, but you make a good point. Both teams play on exactly the same turf. So I think that sort of nullifies uh, the, one the advantage for one side or the other. I think so. But, you know, obviously at home you expect to be on the, on the front foot. You expect to be the, the more progressive team. So, you know, you have more possession and you, you want to move the ball quickly. And sometimes when the surface is not what it is, you know, it can be, it makes it a little bit more difficult. But, you know, the bottom line is we can't use that as an excuse. It is what it is. I said to the players yesterday, regardless of when we turn up at the stadium t- tomorrow, regardless of what we think of it, that's what we've got to play on. So put down the negative thoughts out your head and let's go in there with a positive attitude to go and try and win this game. Are you so surprised how well you're doing? I mean, uh, Mogabe expects it is. But did you expect that? Hello? Yeah, did you did you expect me? Sid was just asking, are you surprised at all that you guys are where you are in the playoffs and playing the night? No. No, not at all. When we made the acquisitions we did in the in the uh, off season, you know, we went and got proven players for this league, international players from other leagues, went and got some experience, went and got some leadership, got good personalities in and out of the locker room. So no, after a couple of weeks of preseason, I said to my staff, "We can keep a, a relatively healthy roster throughout the year. I think we're going to do well, and that's what we've done." You know, as I said, nobody expected us maybe to get to the Open Cup final. Maybe people didn't expect us to be in the playoffs in a really tough conference. But the players have worked really, really hard. The staff have worked hard. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly where we thought we were going to be. But now, you know, I don't want to just say, okay, we made the playoffs. I want to make sure that we go try and win this game tonight. I want to get on the front foot. I want to get the crowd involved in this game. So, it's, you know, we're all excited. We're all looking forward to it. But, you know, let's go and win and let's see where far we can go. One thing that uh, has gone well for you is the crowd. I think Allianz has proven to be everything people hoped it would be in terms of a home field advantage. Your record certainly would seem to show that. Yeah, we've, I knew it would do. You know, I, I kept saying to people, you, you know it's going to be good, but I don't think you'll know how good it is. And one of the cool things for me has been seeing the, the relationship and the chemistry between the players and the crowd grow this year. You know, we've lost one game out of 17 at home. We shouldn't have lost that game. It's been a fortress for us. You know, we've asked, the, we've asked the, the players to bring their A game tonight, but we've also asked the supporters. If we can generate the type of atmosphere in that stadium that we've done, 
in numerous games this season. This is going to be an intimidating place to come and play. Adrian, every time I say we're getting educated uh, as you guys go through the season, the Open Cup was a new education for us. So, too, was the time between the regular season and the playoffs because FIFA runs all this internationally, and so so they, they don't shut you down. You can still practice, but they take some players for international competition. Can you just explain the last couple of weeks, and does that have any effect on your team? Well, you can only prepare with what you have. You know, when you've got seven or eight of your players going away to play international football, you're always... You're always, you know, of that mind that you're not sure who's coming back, you know. And, and as I've said, I, I would never stop a player going to play for his country because I know what it meant to me. But, you know, when you when you consider that the players are away for two weeks and we get them back two days before the next, our next game, it's just too long, you know. There's so much uncertainty. You've got three or four year integral players who are playing and you don't know until Thursday before a game on a Saturday or Sunday whether you're going to have available for selection. So it doesn't help. It's not, a, it's not an ideal situation, but you know most of the teams are going through it. So as I said before, we've got to just get on with it. Are you, do you think you have a good chance to win this playoffs? I do. I think we've got an opportunity today. We've, we've got to be playing against a team that's probably the most storied franchise in MLS history. You know, they've won the title six or seven times. They've won the MLS Cup. So it's going to be difficult. They've got they spent an incredible amount of money on their three attacking players. But, hey, we've proved at home. We're more than a match for anybody. We've got to defend well against the guys like that. If we do that and we don't give any silly goals away or, or make many mistakes at the back, I think that we have more than enough going forward to cause this team trouble. To have you on the air... And for being on the show, we'll get you a MERS certificate, the best streak, best, best, best steak in town. And Bill McGuire will be there, too. And I was here last yeah. night having one of those steaks. Best steak in town. <laughs> yes, well, I told so. We'll send it your way. Good luck, Good luck tonight. tonight. Thank you. Cheers, fellas. All right, that's Adrian Heath. We'll be back with P.J. Fleck uh, in about three minutes. Sports Huddle, Sid, David, Mike. All right, we are back. We have not had a chance to talk Gopher football, and it is the story in town. Gophers winning yesterday impressively at Rutgers uh, off to a 7-0 start. Nine, won nine consecutive games. And Coach P.J. Fleck standing by to talk to us right now. Sydney? Um, P.J., you had a slow start. But by the you, way, congratulations. But you, but you got going uh, after, after the, the part, part of the game. Well, part of being the head coach is you see the good and the bad and the ugly. Uh, I don't think we started slow at all on defense. I mean, we started fast on defense. On offense, we just it took us a while to get into rhythm. I uh, got to give them credit; they were doing some things that, again, we had to adjust to. Um, especially with the changes they've made, uh, we had to adjust to it. We we didn't start technically fast on offense. Had two really good opportunities with great field position that we didn't capitalize on. But our team settled down. I thought Kirk Schrock did a great job adjusting to what they were giving us. Uh, and that's why you play four quarters and not just the first three possessions. But I thought defensively we were lights out. You know, three takeaways, two interceptions by Antoine Winfield Jr., one for a touchdown. Philip Howard's interception was absolutely uh, tremendous. And here's a young man that was a wide receiver and converted him to corner. And now he's giving us really good minutes and, and making plays for us. And then special teams, I thought they played really hard and really well. You have at least three or four guys who might drafted, might be drafted by the National Football League. Do you agree to that? 
Well, I feel like we need to be able to continue to recruit and develop National Football League players and do it at a very high level. And we have a lot of players in our program that will play in the National Football League. We have a lot of players who will be drafted. This senior class is really special. They've been through a lot. And uh, whatever comes their way, they deserve. Abbas Smith, he's just doing a fantastic job. Uh, I, I, he's, such a, he's such a veteran. And he's learned so much over the course of his last, seems like seven years. And I've had him for three, and he's grown up so much on and off the field. And you can just tell by the style that he runs the football, how he runs the football. And, um, you know, he's just grown up so much. You know, PJ, watching you guys got that interception the first, they got a first down and you got an interception to start it. And, and they've got a quarterback, a little bit of inexperience. When you, when you line up your defensive game plan, do you look a lot at, the experience that that quarterback has coming in in terms of how much you try to disguise defense, do things differently, mix it up? Yeah, we do. I mean, definitely look at how you're able to defend that quarterback. And, you know, if you don't know much about him, you got to be able to watch high school film. And then, you know, there was, there was some things that they were going to maybe put Pacheco and they were going to put him at tailback and run Wildcats. We had to prepare for that. Uh, that was, that was what they were going to do. Because again, when, there's a there's a coach that leaves or is fired and now all of a sudden you know Nunzio's putting this whole thing together and each week they've been a little bit different here and there and done a lot of different things and why not so it's one of those things this year we've we've had a lot of opportunities where we had to prepare for some ghosts and and that's very difficult to do it makes the in-game and in-game adjustments very difficult and it makes you work incredibly hard throughout the entire game so Joe Rossi deserves a lot of credit and his defensive staff for doing that BJ, two things. First of all, an update on Martin. A lot of people concerned one of your best defensive players uh, left the, the game injured. And then secondly, I've been watching go for football for many, many years. I'm trying to recall a more emotional moment than uh, Casey O'Brien. What, what a wonderful day for him, his family, go for fans, football fans everywhere. Uh, yeah, no update on Cabal Martin right now. No matter what happens, uh, he's going to be okay. Um, but, you know, he walked off the bus yesterday. So we've got some things we've got to do today and tomorrow uh, to find out. But um, you know, he felt good, he said, walking off the bus, and, and our trainers felt good, but that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, everything's okay. So we'll uh, we'll continue to uh, follow his progress as we go. And then Casey O'Brien, I mean, there's, there's not many stories like that where life and football can be connected, but football and sports can actually stop for a little while for life, and that's what that was about. That That's Casey O'Brien, so one of the greatest people you ever meet, one of the most inspiring people you ever meet, and beat cancer four times, and nobody can ever take away from him now that he played college football, and that was his biggest ultimate dream was to play college football. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I remember he walked in my office and said, "I'm going to play for you." And at the, at the time, you're sitting there going, "Wow, well, you got a lot of work to do before we put you on that field, not only as a player, but for me as a parent." And uh, to be able to do that and have that moment with him with his parents there. With his teammates around him, him being a captain yesterday. Uh, that's that's what sports is all about. How about that, Morgan? He gets better with every game. Well, I think Kirk Schrock is doing a great job of challenging him every single day in practice. It's one thing to have a, a good quarterback, but then it's another thing to make him great, make him special. And that's what Kirk's doing everything he can to make sure that Tanner is. And he's pushing him every day. And I thought you saw some of the progress we at least coaches see some of the progress that he's making of changing his best and taking his game to a different level. 
You know, PJ, to take off on that a little bit, you know, he, he had to wait his turn too last year, and, and he's a faith-based kid, et cetera, and, and he had to be patient to get his spot. How do you counsel the kids through that when, when they don't know when their opportunity is going to come? And certainly he's a great example of someone who's made the most of it. Well, you know, that's a very difficult thing to do in 2019 because transfer and portal and, you know, I'm, I'm leaving, and that's our world. You know, it's a media gratification type world. But he, I've known him for five years, and he knew his time would come somehow, some way. A quarterback going through a, a, a career unscathed without injuries, almost impossible. And you know you're going to get an opportunity. Then once you get your opportunity, what you do with it is up to you. Are you ready for your opportunity, or do you let your opportunity pass you by? And he was ready for his opportunity, and he took full advantage of it. We, and we feel like we have four really good quarterbacks, uh, and it's, it's a good position to be in right now that are all young, that have a lot of years. But Tanner's a faith-based young man, and uh, you know he's, he's a young man that just keeps his oar in, his wa- oar in the water and just keeps rowing. PJ, I'm big on two-part questions today. Uh, you mentioned four quarterbacks. I can't remember a gopher team that was four deep as you are a tight end. You don't travel two guys yesterday. It didn't look like you lost a beat with the two tight ends that you put on the field. One replay, the block was absolutely fantastic. And then uh, during the week, Winfield was named preseason first team All-American at safety. Uh, and then he's got the, the two picks and just played like a first team All-American safety. Yeah, the two tight ends, you know, Jake Paulson and Coquif did not play in that game. Uh, they'll both be back this week, which is really good for us. But, um, you know, that gave Brevin Span Foreign and Bryce Williams a chance, or uh, I'm sorry, Bryce a chance to come back, and Bryce with him a chance to come back and be able to show what they could do. You know, Brevin's really young, and Brevin's making a ton of progress. In the receiving game, he is, he is going to be deadly. In the blocking game, he's got to mature, and he showed he could mature yesterday. And then Bryce with him yesterday, I mean, he's a veteran, and he does what veterans do. Uh, he stepped in there, stepped up, stepped in, and we didn't miss a beat. Now they got to get better. We got to be more consistent at that position, which we will be. Um, but I'm really proud of the progress they're making. Talk about Johnson. He has to be one of the best receivers in the country. Who's much better than him? Well, I feel like we've got a really good wide receiver core, and whether it's Tyler, whether it's Rashad Bateman, whether it's Chris Altman Bell whether it's Demetrius Douglas, whether one of our tight ends, that's who we really focus on. I don't know who's out there. I don't follow it enough to know who to compare them to, but I'm really thankful we have the receiving core we have. I know Tyler Johnson's thankful we have the receiving core we have because it allows him to be able to be the best receiver he can be where they can't just cover one guy, which they could do last year. So uh, we're making strides that way and becoming a complete offense. And then I forgot the second part question back with with, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. I mean, we all know what type of special player he is, but I will say this: Joe Harris-Semiak, our safeties coach, has developed him into, I think, one of the premier safeties in the country. Uh, that just doesn't happen just on, on athletic ability. He's always in the right spot. He's always where you need him. He's always making plays, and he's always affecting the game. And that's part being a player. It's part you got to have the right coaching to be in those positions, and they both deserve a lot of credit. But Antoine Winfield, Jr., is one of those young men that's uh, really, really special. After the game, he's on the phone with his dad, and I walk by him. And uh, it's going to kind of be turned around here one of these days, possibly, where, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, you're, you're Antoine Sr.'s son. Oh, no, 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 now you're going to be, hey, hey, that's, that's your dad. 
you know, that's your dad. So it's going to be flipped on him a little bit here as we keep going forward because he is a really, really special player. BJ, you get Maryland now this next week, and uh, it's kind of fun to watch the Big Ten. Of course, we saw Wisconsin upset yesterday, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but w- when you get done with the game, when you digest it last night, do you spend much time perusing the Big Ten and seeing what happened? And, and do you only look at Maryland, week, you know, the team that you're looking at this next week? You know, it's always fun on the bus on the way back or the airplane to just check scores. I and mean, we were all football fans at heart. We're all in college football for a reason because you just never know what's going to happen. So you, you peruse the scores here and there and, you know, you check other places where you have coaches or friends or former players or things like that. But when it's all said and done, you know, our focus is on Maryland. Just like last week when we said our focus is on Rutgers, our season doesn't go any past next Saturday. And we've got a lot of work to do. Now, they're a dangerous football team because they're a team that can score 70-some points. Uh, and they've proven that. And they've got explosive playmakers everywhere. We've already started to watch them. Uh, and they're very talented. P.J., first uh, Gopher 9-0 team since uh, pre-Pearl Harbor, 1941. Congratulations on that. And then my last question, do you have mixed emotions when you learn the score of the Illinois-Wisconsin game just before you went on the field? Part of you has got to be really excited because what it means in the Big Ten West. Does another part of you say, okay, guys, that, that's what can happen? Yeah, it really wasn't for the Big Ten West. It had nothing to do with that. But I did tell our team, you know, everybody talks on these outside walls about trap games and 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 different things like that. Well, we we talk to our program, or our players that those don't exist. They only exist if you let them happen. And so right before we went out, you know, I talked about our four walls, and I said, you know, when things don't go out, when you have things from the outside come inside your walls and affect you, things like that happen. And um, it's it's college football. I mean, it can happen to anybody on any given Saturday. That's why you got to be always at your best. Take one game at a time and look to be one and zero in each season that you have. Getting back to Morgan for a second, did you ever expect him to be that good? Well, that's why we recruited him and offered him a scholarship. You bet. We felt like when we were at the former place we were at, we felt like we were getting a steal, and uh, we knew that when we got the job here and re-offered him. Uh, and he decided to come, we knew we'd have a special player at some at some point that knew how to be able to rebuild a brand, turn around a program, um, you know, bring some type of, of calmness to a, to a hostile situation. And, and that's, that's what he's been able to do. And he's got incredible intangibles, and they're off the roof. But now all of a sudden, his other physical attributes and quarterback attributes are starting to take over too. That's good. Uh... P.J. Fleck, congratulations on a great coaching job. You've just done fantastic. And for being on this show, we'll get you a certificate to Murray. The best, too. Plenty of tickets available for this game. you got to sell the place out one time. PJ, right, so. I appreciate it. Roll the boat, <laughs> guy, Mago, go for thanks, everybody. Thanks, PJ. All right, it's PJ Fleck. Uh, we'll talk some uh, Viking football, big Viking game today. We'll take a quick break here, come back and talk Viking football, talk to one of the emerging stars of the Vikings defense. All of that's going to follow in the next 15 minutes as you listen to the Sports Huddle with Sid, Dave, and Mike.
All right, we are back. Uh, we're going to hear an interview with Mike Hughes, and then we're going to talk a little bit about today's game against Detroit. So let's. My, uh, Mike Hughes is really a nice story. Injured, has come back, played very well, as well as the Vikings had hoped. And Mike, uh, our Mike, Mike Max had a chance to catch up with him. Let's listen in. Mike Hughes, you saw a lot to get to here where football's just a regular week again. Yep. What did it feel like the first time that you got back and got on the field? Um, it, felt, it felt great um, just to get back out there with my teammates. Uh, having fun, making plays, and <laughs> like having, Neil Hunter. Having, yeah, having guys like the Neil Hunter try to rush the quarterback. It, it just makes our job that much easier to go out there to be tight on receivers and just make plays. Man. That's not a bad guy to have rushing the quarterback. Is it? <laughs> it's definitely not. He, he's like my little brother because he's my he's my locker mate. And uh, like I said, having guys like him, the rest of the D line, those guys make our job that much easier. We just try to go out there, uh, follow the game plan, play within the scheme, and just have fun. What does Daniel say to you? Uh, <laughs> Daniel, what do you say to him? I keep him in check. That's what you I do. Keep him in check. Yeah, I keep him in check. These young corners need to be kept in check. No, I just keep him in check. Everybody else is good, but I keep him in check. But he's coming along okay, huh? Yeah, he's came a long way. You know, going out there and doing what he needs to do, uh, doing his assignment and all that stuff. So he's doing his job. So far, passing grade. Passing grade, yeah. <laughs> that is part of it, though, Mike. You get in here and you're playing with a lot of great players, and you don't yeah. want to let them down, do you? All right. Um, and, and not only the players. Uh, you try to try to uh, you know do everything you want to do for the coaches. Um, you know, just you just try to do everything to win. That's the most important thing: winning, having fun, and uh, you know just going out there playing safe and uh, just. You know, just, just out, out there competing, man. That's... You know, then I said about studying receivers and stuff like that. When you when you get in video and you're look, watching a receiver that you might guard, what what do you look for from them? What are the kinds of things that you go? This is what I really need to know by Sunday. Um, well, you look at certain tendencies. Uh, where do, where where does the quarterback like to get the receiver the ball? Um, where does he throw it to him? What hash mark? Whatever. What hash mark does he like the back shoulder on certain routes? Uh, the, the, what kind of stem does this receiver gives you on this certain split, wherever he's lined up. Uh, little tendencies like that help you play a lot faster when you go out there and, uh, as you study them through the week and as you learn uh, you know what they like to do, it, it makes the game a little bit more easier. But um, with, with these guys, they're, they're a good receiver group. So yeah. we'll, we'll have Stafford's a veteran quarterback. When you watch him, what do you see? Um, I, I see a lot of a lot of great throws. He 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 um, he's very confident. He he makes a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of good throws and tight windows. So we'll have to be really tight in coverage, and um, and we'll have to come ready to play. Last question: Did you ever have any doubts the whole time you're rehabbing and go, hey, am I going to get back to where I need to be? Uh, no doubts. Um, you know, I was always taught to to fight through adversity, and that was probably one of the biggest um, things that I had to fight through in my life. So. Um, I definitely didn't have any doubt because, you know, football is a, a game that I love and uh, I wanted to get back so bad. So um, it, it wasn't it wasn't really tough for me. Uh, I was, you know, just trying to fight through everything that I could to get back and, you know, it's worked out so far. Yeah, Daniel gave you a passing grade. Exactly. So that's all <laughs> so that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I love the way those defensive guys get along with each other. Yeah, they yeah. lock her next to each other, and Daniel's now a veteran, so he can kind of look out over these guys, and they got to listen to him, but it's kind of fun when they go back and forth. He's like, what, a 24-year-old veteran? Exactly. <laughs> he's not even 25. They were talking about that last week, and, and, and all the things that he's already done. And Daniel Hunter is one of the most humble, unassuming guys yeah. that you're ever going to meet. He, he never wants to talk about himself, and 
It's, you know, that's kind of refreshing for a defensive end. Now, Mike, I'm going to pull you and sit on uh, today's game. I like the Vikings today and the point I was making. Uh, I was trying to replay last year's Vikings season. I think two of the best games they played last year were against Detroit. And that 10-sack game, uh, it's going to take a long time to remember a game when any quarterback has been under more pressure than Stafford was on that. Uh, I think they got him three times in the second game. But 10-sack, I like the Vikings. I think they've got more talent than Detroit. Sid? Detroit actually played real good this year. They should have never lost the Green Bay game. I mean, yeah, that's they for sure. Screwed <laughs> on uh, that game. Yeah, that, but you, you <laughs> like Detroit today, Mike? Yeah, I like the Vikings. I, you know, I think that they really look at this is you can win three in about twelve days, right? Yep. Because you get Washington coming here, and winnable then, game Thursday yep, night, and not, then you're six and two with the ten days off. And yep. and I think that the Vikings are poised. I think they figured some things out offensively since Stephon Diggs stepped up. And, and it wasn't that they didn't know they could do it, but he's made them do it. And at the end of this year, him missing practice may be the biggest thing that happened to this team. So what did you think of Cousins and the, the performance Cousins turned in last week? He played great. I mean, the Eagles are a pretty good team. They came back, and I thought they're, they're going to lose. But they, you always do, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they'll win, win today. You know, one thing that's so important is to get one road win in the division. You've got to hold oh, it yeah. home. You win three at home, and you win one game on the road within your division. You can make an argument right now that the Vikings are in the best division in pro football. Yes, Every team you can. above 500. Yep, and this could be a December to remember. I mean, but they still, the Vikings haven't won in the division period yet, right? 0 and 2. 0 I mean, 2 you, in the division. You, you can't. Those are tiebreakers, and then Detroit's sister was a tie on their schedule. Somehow those things end up rearing their ugly head, too, sometimes. You know, uh, there was a time a couple of years ago I thought Detroit had tremendous receivers, decent, not great running backs. I think they're, they're in a situation, decent, still not great running backs, yeah. but their receiver core is nowhere near <laughs> what it was two, three years ago. Sid? If they can beat Detroit, they're in good shape because they got three, three division games at home. Yeah, Detroit, in the second half yeah. of the season. Green Bay yeah. and the Bears. And, and we should add play. that right. November 3rd game takes on a different tenor of Patrick Mahomes isn't the quarterback down in Kansas City. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We talk about the Gophers have had the benefit this year of some things happening to them. If, if Mahomes doesn't play at Kansas City, that's a different team November 3rd they're going to play too. Well, there was a time you looked at the Vikings schedule the second half and you went, oh my yep. gosh, and all of a sudden it's not quite not as quite. daunting as, yep. as it was at the time. So we've got two uh, two in favor of the Vikings today and and Sid who's uh, waffling, I think. Yeah, and he's waffling. By the time we sign off, he, he may be in <laughs> he the Viking change. camp. He's, he's, making, he's making a case on both sides. I'm going to preview what's coming up in the uh, in the next hour. Gary Foshing will join us. What a, what a terrific game that was yesterday. He's a St. John coach, of course. Mark Trespin, uh, familiar to a lot of fans around here, got a new coaching job. We'll talk to him about that. We'll hear from Alexander Madison. We'll hear from uh, uh, Glenn Mason's going to join us live. I had a chance to text Glenn uh, yesterday, and uh, he was on the air, and I thought I saw him twitching. I thought that was my text he's getting right there. So he's going to join us. He always loves to talk about We'll talk a lot more about that Wisconsin-Illinois game. And uh, let's see, we've got oh, about another 30 seconds here. Mike, any final thoughts in this hour? My final thoughts are, we, we haven't talked about it yet, but that was some kind of baseball game last oh, night. Oh, yeah. Huh? Altuve, the smallest guy in a, in a league that's now gone big, hits that home run. I guess we'll be back next hour. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.